And it should be sending now. Is it supposed to blink like that? From what I remember, it only blinks if it doesn't like you. Or maybe it's getting ready to explode. We're gonna be trapped here. Forever. Under a sea of stone and paper. Oh no, it's working fine. <sighs> Again, I will ask you. Is it supposed to blink like that? Yes! What do you take me for, an amateur? And you are sure it is recording? Oh no, you're right! You're the one who spent months reading over every report Halcivis would put out and listening to the sendings multiple times. I don't even know why I'm here at this point. You were recommended to me because of your- That was sarcasm! I know everything there is to know about this beautiful baby boy. So just for once, trust me, okay? Fine, alright. But stop personifying the Echo device. It is unprofessional. Yeah, right. Sending a bunch of old documents across the airwaves to summon scrolling device? Well, probably all of Sharn listens to us is super important. We should all be on our best behavior. Have you listened to the Echoes? And the anti-magic defenses in the walls are no obstacle for the... The airwaves. Sweet Onatar's mallet! I said it works! The bugbear lady at the entrance told me how to temporarily deactivate the anti-magic sphere that is placed on all 13 floors. You don't build a massive building like this with all these wards without a way to turn them off. Just in case. Once we are done, I will put them back up and all is well. Then we may finally start. I was told this device does not record indefinitely and I do not wish to be stuck with you and Tulia here all night. Is she back yet? I haven't seen her since she went to get herself a drink. Probably had one too many frost mental fires. Shouldn't we wait for her? She's a part of the core team of the project after all. Be my guest and go search for her. Or even better, go look for the file we picked for the first recording. If Tulia can't be punctual, then maybe she isn't cut out for this kind of job. Go on. I left it somewhere near the staircase. Take your time. Sure. All right. First sending of Project Hadron. It is a fourth mall on the 23rd of Lavian in 998YK. Sending from the City Archives with special permission by Charlton Jesker, head of the Archive in Sharn Breland. We are currently located on the 13th floor in section K317H. My name is Ashton Lydon and I am the team leader of Project Hadron. Tasked to test the possibilities about sending recordings over the so-called Echoer device onto an enscrolling device in another location to get physical copies of the recordings. This would mean a huge opportunity to change the way information is stored for, well, everything. Project Hadron momentarily consists of me... Tulia Norak, who is supposed to be an expert on documentations, labeling, filing, and all that stuff, but is yet to return back to us. And of course, Florian Mikadis de Civis, or Artificer Support, fresh out of Morgrave. To my knowledge, we couldn't start the Echo device without a mark of scribing, and he was. Husabov, do not sneak up on me like that! You know what? Why don't I do what you want for once? I'll go look for Tulia, 
I mean, the device works and you don't need me here anymore, right? If there's a problem, you can probably figure it out on your own how to fix it. No, no, don't bother standing. I'm already up to 254 stairs. Maybe if I find Dulia, my mark of scribing can help her break her deal as well. What a prick. Never mind those two. This will be much easier by myself anyway. <clears throat> Test recording covering a file from shelf B4K3R. They really need a simpler labeling system down here. The file contains a statement of a Miss Mava Cordelia concerning some strange happenings at her place of work. A cemetery named Keeper's Sake in Dragon Crypts. The date on the file is exactly two years ago and was probably filed wrong and lost in the depths of the archive, like everything on floor 13 seems to be. Well, statement begins. Somewhat after two bells into my shift it happened. It was raining like the hosts were crying and I barely noticed the knocking at the front door. Usually we give appointments out to discuss the matters, but in Dragon's Crypt you can't really be picky. When a group of adventurers come back from the cogs with a fallen friend, we can't afford to send them away. So I wasn't particularly surprised when someone came in the dead of the night. Mind you, he was no adventurer. At least he didn't look like it. He was tall and wore very nice clothing without a speck of dirt on them and in his left hand he was holding a walking cane with an engraved handle. Maybe elvish? I'm not sure. I just remember that he looked like he didn't belong here. It is hard to describe. He wore a hat, I think, or maybe a hood. His face must have been concealed, because I can't recall any distinct features of it, but I do know that he was smiling at me when I opened the door. At the time I thought he might be a noble from the clouds, although I am not sure why someone this fancy would choose to come all the way down to keep us sake. He said something like, My friend here requires your services, and pointed at a body that was floating next to him in the air. We stepped inside and I started going over the usual stuff. Cause of death, identification papers, everything was in order. He smiled a bit too cheerfully. He said, I hope you won't have any problems with my friend here. He can be quite the troublemaker. You would be surprised how many people try to laugh and joke when confronted with death, just to hide their sadness and pain. I assured him that I would take good care of his friend. After all, I have seven years of practice under my belt. Sometimes I feel like my job is the only thing I'm actually good at. Well, you heard her. You are in good hands now, my friend, the man said while bending over the dead body. And don't worry, I will be back for you in the morning. And with that he left. Only then it occurred to me that the man never told me his name. The patient. Sorry if it sounds strange to call a corpse that. Well, he was a human male named Augustus Severoth. I started getting him ready. Standard procedure. Removing the clothes, cleaning the body, levitating it on a floating disc and clothing its eyes. There were some other patients at night, but before putting Mr. Severoth on the cooling stones, I just wanted to check in with him. 
So I got one of our speak with dead scrolls and set up the ritual. I started to ask him the usual questions and note down the answers. Who are you? How did you die? When did you die? And all that. Nothing out of the ordinary. He confirmed his name, Augustus Sephiroth, and cause of death. The poor chap got hit by a stone that was falling from one of the bridges. Nothing too remarkable, to be honest. The only thing that surprised me is that he died five days ago. Normally we only get freshly deceased bodies in. They must have kept him somewhere cold, because he was still looking relatively well in shape. After the spell dissolved, I turned to another patient. Like I said, we had a few, and I like to prepare them all in the order they came in. Just when I was prestidigitating some mud from a halfling woman we got in a day ago, I heard a weird noise. It was just at the corner of my awareness, like a very faint humming. Not a melodic humming, more like a consistent sound. I checked if anyone was waiting in front of the door, but no one was on the street. It was somewhat after three bells now, and the noise was gone as well. Some people get really nervous working in the middle of the night on what basically is a graveyard. But I always thought about it as very peaceful. The only thing I worried about was that someone might try to break into Keeper's sake. A couple of weeks ago we had some halflings from Clan Boromar causing trouble, and so I double-checked each room with the windows. Everything was still locked but I noticed that Mr. Sephiroth's eyes were open. That was a bit strange. Normally, clothing a patient's eyes is one of the first things I do. I felt forced pulse again. He was definitely still very dead. When I started working at Keeper's Sake, we had one patient who turned out to be an undead who was just lying very still for a really long time, so I was always very cautious about making sure each of the bodies we get is truly dead. But there was something strange in his eyes, something unnerving, like he wasn't just staring into nothingness, but actually seeing me. Goosebumps ran over my spine and a feeling as if my ears were about to pop came over me. I didn't go back to the halfling, instead I started working on Mr. Sephiroth. If only I could get him ready and put him into the waiting area for our finished patients, this feeling would stop. So I cut a little opening on his throat and started extracting his blood and replacing it with a liquid version of gentle repose that keeps the skin looking more alive for a few more days. It's mainly for the families who don't want to say their goodbyes to a rotting version of their loved one. This process took a bit of time and I... Hold recording. Florian, is that you? If you haven't found Tulia by now, I should really send you to get your vision checked. I can hear your footsteps. You can't hide from your responsibilities in this job. Florian? Florian, where are you? I can hear you. Florian?
was once a favorite of mine. Being a prisoner in a stranger's dead flesh, I know all too well how that feels. Makes me hope he'll keep pulling his rotten strings. So many eyes are watching, 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 watching. Creature, I do not need eyes to know what it is you hide. I know what you did to those Syrian soldiers, Ashton Lydon. <laughs> but don't worry, the universe will forget you. But not me. Not because I care, of course. The universe is cold and caring, and so am I. Because there's no time to forget. The end is only moments away at all times. You have woken me from a pale slumber. As a thank you, I have a gift for you, little creature. A dark secret. You are swimming farther and farther away from no shores. And there are things waiting in the ocean for you. Terrible things beneath the open waves. They are blind, but they'll have no trouble finding you. Keep swimming, and I'll be blithe to introduce you. I didn't find them. I'm starting to suspect that bringing help might have been a bad idea. There's a lack of professionalism. Just this morning, Tulia couldn't reach any of the files, and so she called out for me as the half-elf for the high shelves. Can she just use Mage Hand? Huh. What a peculiar spot of dust. It almost looks like a handprint. This work drives me crazy already. I can't believe that I learned Goblin, Dwarvish, Abyssal, Orcish and Halfling just to get stuffed into this dead-end project. Deep breath, Ashton. Deep breath. Maybe I should stop for tonight and just go home. No, I shouldn't. Let's get this over with. Recording resumes. This process takes a bit of time, and I made myself a hot towel to calm my nerves a bit. When I returned, I noticed that the patient had a slightly opened mouth. Now, this didn't worry me as much, since the remaining body gas sometimes does such a thing. To get the majority of any air out of the lungs, I put some pressure onto Mr. Severo's chest. A strange sound came from his mouth. It sounded a little bit like... 
que... This had never happened before. Maybe his tongue was twisted and so the air sounded a little like a word. That's what I told myself at least. To be honest, I almost went home. But this was just a series of coincidences and... How do you want to work as a mortician if you get scared by the first creepy thing that happens? So I mended the wound on his throat and was just about to store away the tank with his blood when a jerk went through the dead body. I started screaming and almost hurled a firebolt at it. A nearby curtain caught some fire instead, but no damage was done to the interior. The body lay still again, but its eyes were open once more. The fire was reflecting in them and the pupils. They were shrinking. But that was not the worst. A single drop of black, sparkling liquid ran from the corner of his left eye over his cheek. I ran out. Out of the room, out of Keeper's sake, and I went here. When you see something strange, you're supposed to tell the watch, right? Sitting in this clammy waiting room, writing down my story, I can't help but to keep running circles in my head. Mr. Severoth was dead. I checked his pulse. I watched his soul come back from Delure and talk to me. There is no way he could have risen again. But something was still alive in that body. Maybe he was getting possessed by a fiendish creature or some other dark force. I don't know. I'm not sure I will be able to go back to the morgue, even if it was one of the few places I felt at home. I just can't. Statement ends. Sadly, besides this test, the fire won't be of much use, since there is no record if Miss Mava Cordelia ever lived, worked, or died in Sharn. Either this is some sort of joke, or there has been a mistake with the name labeling. However, searching the more organized sections of the archive, we discovered that there truly was a morgue called Keeper's Sake in Dragon's Crypt. It closed only a month after the presumed Miss Cordelia gave her statement, because of a fire that destroyed half the building. No records of their workers could be retrieved. Mr. Augustus Severoth, on the other hand, was a legal warehouse owner of several store facilities at the docks. His death certificates match the dates of the statement and he was buried only a few days after he arrived at the morgue. About the mysterious noble that brought him to said place, nothing was found. That is all that we, or rather I, could find concerning this particular case. What really happened at Keeper's sake, if anything happened at all? My personal guess is that an overdose of Dream Lily might be the culprit. A body's either alive, dead, or undead. There is no in-between. This concludes the test recording. All there is left is finding my associates, who still haven't found their way back and finally leave the archives. End of recording.